Hey Midwest Film Nerds and Gone to Texas fans, this is Alex and I'm here to let you know that we've started a new podcast on the Midwest Podcast Network and it's called Westworld FM. It follows the same format as Gone to Texas where Nick and I spend about 45 minutes dissecting each new episode of HBO's Westworld TV series that premieres on October 2nd. We recently sat down to review the Michael Crichton movie that the TV series is based on that came out in 1973. And that is what you're about to listen to today after I'm done talking here. But if you're going to watch the show, and you should, because it seems like it's going to be very high quality, very popular. I think uh, there's been a lot of great reviews that are coming out of everybody right now. Uh, Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Westworld FM on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play Podcast today. The more that you rate and review us, the more visible that podcast is going to be and the more successful that we're going to be as a result of that. So we really need you guys to help us out here. You can find us at westworld.fm for all of our episodes or on Twitter at westworld.fm. And the first actual recap episode is going to be out Monday night, October 3rd in Eastern Daylight Time. So please be sure to give that a listen after you check out the premiere on HBO. But without further ado, here's the premiere episode of Westworld FM. Welcome to Westworld FM, a podcast about HBO's Westworld TV series. My name is Alex. And my name is Nick. And boy, do we have a podcast for you. We started podcasting back in 2012 with the Midwest Film Nerds podcast, where we would review movies and talk about film news. And just this year, we started a show called Gone to Texas, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. Uh, Westworld FM will follow a similar format in that with every new episode of the Westworld TV series, we we will be releasing an episode of this podcast. This podcast will be typically about 45 minutes to an hour long, and we will discuss the bigger plot points of the show, what we liked and did not like about the episode, and discuss some of the questions that the show is raising. So uh, I'd like to start off here a little bit about our personal histories with Westworld and what has made us excited about the new Westworld TV series before going into a brief review of Michael Crichton's Westworld 1973 movie. So, Nick... Tell me, do you have any prior experience with Westworld? We've got Westworld. So just to lay it out there for everybody, there's Westworld, the TV series, or excuse me, Westworld, the movie, which came out in 1973. Mm -hmm. There's a spiritual successor called Future World that came out in 1976. Uh, And then there's a TV series that came out in 1980 called Beyond Westworld that was on CBS that got canceled after three episodes, uh, but is available out on DVD. So uh, Nick... Have you experienced any of these things? I have only experienced the movie Westworld. Yes. The first Westworld. Uh, that, it's a movie that I've been circling for a long time. I actually had uh, delivered to me via mail delivery Netflix probably <laughs> in 2004. Yeah. It was early in my uh, in my queue. And maybe it was like 05. I don't remember. But anyway, it was a movie that I had in my possession and I held on to for too long without watching that I decided to cycle it out in favor of something else. And uh, it was one of those things I just never really got around to checking out, even though the premise was very intriguing and the the main kind of iconic image of Yul Brenner as the gunslinger, particularly with his like face faceplate missing, is was something that always really popped. And I uh, liked Michael Crichton, liked Yul Brenner. And uh, you're a bit of a Western fan, too. Yes, yeah, I would say so. I like Westerns quite a bit. And this was one that the the main idea, the, the main 
plot of the film always seemed really ahead of its time to me. Yeah. And I think that that still kind of holds true. So uh, it was something that I had not seen until recently. And uh, I do like it. Did, did your did your dad have any any connection? I know your dad is a big science fiction fan. Yeah, he is. I don't know if he if he does to this. He's not a huge movie watcher. He's a yeah. pretty he's a pretty moderate movie watcher. He's more of a reader. So I think that the the a lot of the old posters for Westworld are definitely something that would have seemed like a cover of a book he would have bought for like yeah. a dollar somewhere <laughs> and read in like a day and then put on his shelf and I would have looked at it as a kid like it just had that kind of like pulpy old sci-fi quality to it which is really cool he he may have seen it i'm gonna have to ask him about it yeah i feel like he would have been like oh that michael crichton guy he's he does he does love michael crichton so yeah i i would be curious to know uh what he thought or if he if he's seen it or anything but yeah i also do not have too much uh of a history with the westworld series uh having just watched the film very recently um so uh, i'm kind of in a very similar boat i had heard things about it i heard rumblings about a tv series uh, and kind of the premise around it with it being a uh, theme park with, with kind of cyborgs or androids or robots that are kind of contributing to this Western theme. I always thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, so, you know, and Michael Crichton obviously has written a lot of uh, great sci- science fiction um, and, you know, contemporary science fiction. And so kind of having that name attached to it, plus with it being his like, uh, the movie being his feature directorial debut and and his first screenplay as well. Uh, there's a lot of interest in me checking out the movie at the very least, and then also the new TV series. But so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, so Westworld TV series, something that's been in the works for a couple, uh, at least a couple years at this point. Uh, what kind of brings you to the show? Why are you interested in it? I think. The primary draw is that it feels like this is an era in which these themes are are very relevant, more so than... I guess when the original film was written and made, it felt like speculative fiction, and yeah. now it feels more like this is happening eventually. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's kind of the main draw, is it feels like now we're in a time when it's more thematically relevant, as well as the technology exists to maybe make this a little bit more immersive. I always get a kick out of watching 70s and 80s era sci-fi when you just see like tape-to-tape decks and and (laughs) old crappy monitors (laughs) for for everything. Which probably cost a lot of money back then. Oh, yeah, I know. And and even back then, you have to kind of think that they were looking at each other going, this doesn't look good, guys. (laughs) But but nobody knows any better, so it's fine. And some... Sometimes it works like we've we've mentioned in the past that Alien is a movie that made it integrated it into the aesthetic yeah. and into the actual plot and and the characters uh with their particular jobs and 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 occupations that it makes sense mm-hmm. like this level of technology. But with this movie you watch it and you're like this feels clunky yeah. and they they probably should have found a found a, diff- a way to shoot around it but it that's neither here nor there. Basically, a way to shoot around it, or at least be a little more speculative about the technology, too. Yeah, you don't even have to show it, really. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, and then Jonathan Nolan is a big draw for me. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the creative powers involved in this show are big draws, and, and a lot of the director roster for the first season is really good. They've got Neil Marshall in there, mm. Michelle McLaren, uh, Jonathan Nolan is actually directing a couple episodes. Awesome. So there's, uh, there's a lot of uh, talent 
behind this. Yeah. And then not to not that's before even getting to the cast. There's a great cast involved. It's just really stacked. Yeah, so we've got uh also producer uh JJ Abrams, yep. which I think we could both say that we are fans of his work. Um and yeah, director-wise that that is a pretty great uh lineup of people there i'm also seeing some names that ed brubaker looks like he's written an episode with jonathan nolan oh wow uh, vincenzo natale is also a director in the series too so there's a lot of very interesting people that are involved in this and then as you said the cast uh this is just reading off of wikipedia we've got anthony hopkins ed harris evan rachel wood james marsden thandy newton jeffrey wright tessa thompson uh, Sidsey Babbitt Nudson, uh, Jimmy Simpson, Rodrigo Santoro, Shannon Woodward, Ingrid Boys Birdall, Ben Barnes, Simon Quarterman, Angela Serafian, Luke Hemsworth, and Clifton Collins Jr. That's there's a lot of people in there, and some of them are people that you don't know that you know, but you do. Clifton Collins Jr. is somebody who's been in tons of movies at this point, um, so a lot of that is pretty exciting. Uh, and and then there's even a few other unspecified roles that have been cast. Kyle Bornheimer is one that I've seen in a few different things. Uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad and uh, and Casual. So yeah, there's a lot of talent involved in this show, and I think it's going to be pretty fascinating to watch how they show they how, how they handle it all, how they juggle that big of a cast and how big of a role some of these people are going to play. So. Uh, it'll be very exciting to see. So, um, yeah, the show starts October 2nd. Uh, we're hoping that our first uh, full, actual, normally scheduled and formatted episode of this podcast will be out uh, the next day, sometime that Monday, October 3rd. So come back to check that out. But in the meantime, we are going to talk about our thoughts about Westworld 1973, the original movie. Um, the IMDb synopsis says a robot malfunction creates havoc and terror for unsuspecting vacationers at a futuristic adult themed amusement park. Um, so obviously directed and written by Michael Crichton, uh, starring Yul Brynner, uh, Richard Benjamin, James Brolin, and a few other people, Dick Van Patten to name, uh, as well. But, um, rated PG. Yeah. Rated PG, <laughs> which is, is very interesting. Uh, but it was 1973 PG 13 didn't exist at the time, right? No. Yeah, so so that's uh that's an interesting thing to know. But so Westworld the movie. What did you think, Nick? I think all of the greatness in Westworld the movie lies in its potential. Yeah. I think it's it's a really in in many ways it's an admirable execution for I I, I haven't seen much of anything else that Michael Crichton has directed, so I am approaching this from a he's a non director stamp point mm-hmm. he's he's a novelist some of it is really well done and some of it's very clunky i think that a lot of the introduction to the world is very funny and the satire comes across i think well it's not too much but it's not uh it's not that it's too thin either i yeah. think it starts off very strong i think all of the all of the ideas behind it are really cool and that's why I think it's it's something that I'm glad it was made when it was because it definitely feels this is early 70s to the point where I think the 60s we were coming off of a lot of like genuine westerns. Yeah. And so the fact that there's something that's trying to weave western in with sci-fi is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that, that kind it, of genre blending didn't happen that until, at that point in time. Yeah, and I can't even the only other example that immediately comes to mind is Cowboys and Aliens and we all know how that turned out. <laughs> 
I think the casting of Yule Brenner is definitely very, very intentional and, and kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's almost though as though it needed, it just needed a more seasoned director, I think, to really, really rise above. I think, I don't know if it has much of a cult standing. I think in, in ways it probably does. Yeah. I think it would work really well as a book too. But I think the only, the only immediate issue that I see with the movie is that I wish it had focused either more heavily on the behind the scenes, like the, the, the people that are working behind the scenes to make it all work. Or it had focused more on the actual. It does. The robots are just robots in in the movie. They're not characters. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's about what I would expect from the '70s. But I think the thing that this series seems to really be promoting is that the robots are going to be the main characters. And uh, I'm sure they have a better name than robots as well. Yeah. But they. It's going to address more of the themes that maybe Blade Runner and movies like that did a little bit better, where you are you're you're imagining yourself in their, in their perspective yeah. what, and, and raising this question of what does it mean to be human? Where, what's the line between human and, and, and artificial and synthetic as it were. Yeah. And, uh, I think that the Westworld is done solely from almost from the Jurassic park perspective of yeah. here's an amusement park gone wrong. But I wish I really like in the movie the stuff of the behind the scenes. I think that's all really fun to watch because it's it's really absurd and it's kind of silly. But those characters are the ones that are they really have the biggest problem on their hands. Like mm-hmm. the rest of these people are all kind of bad anyway. If they're there and the things they're choosing to do for the most part are all really crappy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I liked I liked a lot of that stuff, and we don't get as much of that as I would have liked. Uh, the two main characters played by James Brolin and uh, and Richard Benjamin. Are uh, you don't really care? You're like whatever. Yeah, and uh, it's fine. But the rest of the I like I liked a lot more of the stuff about the behind the scene, how how it all works, and how many different departments there are, and a lot of that stuff was was also where more of the comedy shown through. It was just very funny to watch these like the two guys who go out on a little go kart to retrieve <laughs> the snake is just really goofy. <laughs> like they're probably just waiting to like punch the clock and then go home from yeah. from uh, Westworld. So our Duro, what's the what's the name of Duros? the the whole? It's not Duros. That's from Star Wars. Something like that. They don't even say on here, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Westworld's the one that matters. But I think it's uh, I think it's 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 a pretty fun watch. You definitely can't take it too seriously or expect uh, a masterpiece. But I think that the the ideas behind it are really 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 cool. And I think that it needed it just needed better uh, creative powers behind the lens. I think. Yeah. Um, Delos is the Delos. name is the name of the resort. But yeah, I'm gonna uh, echo a lot of your sentiments in the sense that I think uh, the movie operates on a very surface level. It doesn't really dig down into themes that maybe they didn't necessarily think were there in 1973, as you said, things about consciousness and. I mean, I, I think it was the, probably there in some of the thicker science fiction that I'm sure Michael Crichton must have read. But I, th- I think he, if he had written it as a book, it probably would have delved into that a lot more. But I yeah. think the movie was more concerned about just have just having that kind of horror movie, that yeah. kind of like invasion of the body snatchers type fear, where like something has something has gone wrong and you can't you can't reverse it. Yeah. And, and I think that it's it's kind of that it, it almost could be classified more as a horror movie than a science fiction movie because mm-hmm. I think that it's probably just a direct directly addressing people's fears of the the boom of technology yeah. that's coming like oh this is what's going to happen and it's hilarious to watch it thinking that in 1973 this is what 
people were probably genuinely afraid. Yeah. And, well, and I liked one of the lines in there where the guy says something along the lines of, we don't even understand all the technology that's in these things. It's right. Like, and that's one of the, a, that was one of the coolest parts of the movie was the idea that they were trying to figure out what's wrong. And he's talking to his little fellow board and he says that some of the robots were made by other robots. By machines, and he's like, yeah. we don't, we don't even understand how they work. And yeah. that's a hilarious thing to like say out loud. It's a hilarious thing to number one, say out loud. And number two, the idea that you're founding a business on this technology oh, is yeah. like, but, but it makes sense because that's, I remember I have interviewed for a job in the past where they were like, do you want to understand how we do what we do or just make a good product? And I was like, well, I would want to understand how we do what we do. Cause then I can make the product better. And he's like, no, the shareholders don't care about that. They want you to sell our product. Right. And that's exactly what that line kind of sums up. Yep. Of like, we don't care how it works. We just want it to work. We just care that people want it. Yeah. yeah. So that I think that was a pretty interesting line that that is very on the nose in the movie. but uh, and, and it doesn't get explored too much, but I think it's still a very interesting theme. Um, it's almost like in Jurassic Park when Malcolm says you were you spent so long trying to figure out if you could that, you, that they didn't think if they should if they should or yeah something. something like that i'm yeah. totally butchering yeah it, but we did we butchered that line so much we've done a poor job here <laughs> we spent so long thinking about this whether or not we should quote it <laughs> yeah but no absolutely and that's one of my favorite lines in that movie too um so it all in all i think westworld as a movie as you said has a lot of potential to it but it does not quite reach those heights and some of it might be the fact that Michael Crichton didn't have anybody to bounce. Like, I, as far as I know, he didn't necessarily have any writing partners to really bounce ideas off of. It wasn't something that was developed together with anybody. And that's something that we've talked about in the past that would be a pretty, um, a pretty uh, important part of making your work better. You know, talking about George Lucas and people like that. But mm-hmm. um, Yeah, idea people, big Big idea people like that usually need a team Neil Blomkamp around them to help, yeah, also to help, to help them to pare down their ideas and bring them to the ground a little bit and, and kind of, you know, flesh them out a little bit more. But um, I wasn't really expecting so much with the Roman world and the medieval world in this movie because uh, it's called Westworld. Right. Um, but it was interesting to kind of see that, too. And I wonder if the series is going to delve into that at all or if they're going to be more focused, which... I would expect they probably will be. But. I, 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 the vibe I'm getting now, and this is speculation at this point, but is that there is only Westworld yeah. and there are not two other okay. periods. Which makes sense to me. But I, I don't know. I do like that idea that, that people could choose. Yeah. Which it, it was, I thought it was interesting, definitely. Yeah, and it seemed like the women were more into the Roman world <laughs> right. and the guys were jealous of that fact. And they were Westworld. They wanted to shoot well, bad guys. Westworld and, or the, the medieval world where yeah. they wanted to be royalty and right. stuff like that. I think that was pretty interesting. Um, no, definitely. I think that even even a, a st- the the series seems so far like it's it's kind of starting from scratch. It's taking yeah. the basic basic core idea, but it's starting over. And I think a, an actual remake of this movie could potentially be really really awesome. So and that's the thing that I was going to talk about. I think we have talked previously on the on the Midwest Film Nerds about how. Um, it seems like a lot of remakes are being selected to be like, oh, this movie did really well. What if we do a new updated one that has new stars in it and new technology and blah, blah, blah. Whereas we would prefer to see remakes that are of the movies that had a lot of potential but kind of fell on their face. And it feels like 
Westworld is one of those movies. Like, I feel like there's so much potential in there that the fact that they're making a series out of it excites me a lot. That's a lot of what's bringing me here. It's like, man, they have, they're going to have the time to pull out these big ideas and really examine them and dig into it. And so, uh, that's pretty awesome in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't. Do you have any other thoughts on Westworld that you wanted to get into? I mean, I, I don't necessarily know that we need to dive into spoilers too much, or or that we could really spoil a lot. I, I will say, yeah, Richard Benjamin and James. I liked James Brolin a lot, but it's probably just because he's handsome. <laughs> it's no, there's no real reason that the skip, script gives you to invest in these people. Like you know that uh, Peter Martin has just gone through a big divorce or something like that. And these guys seem like they're kind of buddies. It, yeah, it's hard to tell initially whether yeah. they they know each other even or if they're just strangers. They just sat next a, to each other on a hover, hovercraft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just but, chatting. So it's 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 kind of hard to tell that by that function. That means to me that they didn't do that great of a job developing the characters. But yeah, I think Brolin's there to be handsome guy, and Martin's there to be wimpy guy, yeah. and that's kind of wimpy wimpy cipher. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of the way they are, yeah. and that's pretty much the way they stay, and it's fine <laughs> i guess yeah i think brolin brolin's fun to watch because he's having fun with it like his character is the one who's having a good time and yeah. i think it kind of reads through he has he has a little bit more fun uh yule brenner's fun to watch yeah definitely yule brenner it feels like a force to like the whole that final act in the movie of him chasing after peter like it you can feel the threat there even though it feels a bit cheesy like yeah his kind of impending doom uh feels like like Mr. X and Resident Evil 2 or something like that. You can that. definitely like, see that the... I had read actually a long time ago, and I, I just read this fact again today, that uh, the Terminator was based yeah. in part And that's the thing. I was like, I kept expecting him to come out in the Terminator 2 run. Like, but he just mostly kind of struts his way around. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Which is very much what, what Arnold does yeah. in the first Terminator. So it's it's very cool. I, the, the only... The, the parts of the movie that I thought worked really well are... Uh, and this is obviously a spoiler, but later on when, when Peter's just fleeing from the gunslinger and yeah. once he gets down into the Institute, uh, I'll call it for now, <laughs> like the kind of the command area. Yeah. That's when it got really, that's when it got tense, mm-hmm. I thought, and creepier because you were suddenly the, the openness of the West, West world itself felt safer in a way because I feel like he could just keep running yeah. and it's open and it's free and then once you get down to these ill-lit corridors that all look the same, and you just hear those footfalls echoing around, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is getting good. This is getting <laughs> tense. I like this." Yeah, those were those parts were cool, and that's again where it, it kind of got a little bit more horror movie. Yeah, it was a uh, kind of like Terminator, which is cool, which of course I love. Yeah, and I wish there was a little bit more in terms of like uh, the formulation of the plan. We get the the guy that uh, that Peter comes across as as uh, he's fleeing from the gunslinger mm-hmm. uh who's working on his cart to try and get the hell out of dodge uh tells him you gotta attack his his vision like you you gotta do something about that yep and it feels like that comes so late in the movie that i i, I had wished that they given a little more setup where peter's learning about how how much the gunslinger like how good his senses are right but he just gets that upgrade like halfway through the movie anyway. So it's kind of like it, it feels a little haphazardly thrown together in that sense to me. That is uh, also they don't really explain why he wants to kill them so bad. It's, yeah. Which is which is OK because you don't you don't need to know. All you need to know is that he wants to kill you and he's not going to stop. And that's pretty cool. 
but I, I do like the way that they, they're kind of exhausted of him. He's come around like three times now and they see him and they're just like, oh, <laughs> you again. Yeah. And it just it would be just like a day roaming around at Disney World and you see like the same guy in the goofy costume like yep. a few times. You're like, oh, this guy again. <laughs> Get the hell out of it. We don't want to yeah. deal with you right now. And I do love the way that they just kind of brush him off like that. It's yep. really, really funny. Makes the uh, the switch flip that much uh, that much better. Because if he had just rolled up on them at that part, you'd be like, whoa, look at this guy. Yeah. Like he's intense. And I, I like the idea, too, about kind of the spread of an infection that, that they were talking about, uh, which reminded me about a story that I saw recently about, uh, this is a bit of an aside, but there was a point in time in World of Warcraft where somebody had written some code that caused their character to then, um, you wouldn't be able to respawn or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you would not be able to come back from the dead like you normally would in the game. And if you went into a... Lot, like a lively town or something like that, you would end up infecting everybody in the town with the same injected code. Wow. And that was something that the CDC ended up studying because it was so much like a real life outbreak of a disease. So that to me kind of comes back to where this movie is like, oh, this is an infection that's spreading. We don't know what it is at all. We don't know how it's affecting these people or what it's doing. I thought... I thought like those pieces were connecting in my mind, and so to kind of see this movie seed that idea a little bit of like a technological virus that, yeah, you know, in the days when computers were running off of tapes, like I think that's very interesting. Um, so no, it definitely it's it's a fear that obviously existed back then, and it's and it still exists today, if not even more so, that the fear that what happens when our not even necessarily our technology turns against us, but when it just stops working. Yeah. Like how, where will we be left? And it's crazy. Like think about when you leave the house and you accidentally leave your phone at home, you feel absolutely screwed. (laughs) What do I do? Yeah. Which is hilarious. And we are in our late twenties, early thirties. And we grew up in a time when we didn't have, we still remember what it was like to not have cell phones Mm -hmm. and that we got along in the world just fine. And sometimes if I'm driving around somewhere and it, and it's an, I have a general idea of where I'm going, but I don't know for sure. I'll go like, yeah, I'm going to forego the GPS just for fun, just to remove the thrill of not knowing exactly <laughs> when you're going to turn. It's kind of uh Yeah, that's interesting because kind of I've noticed a lot. I've taken a few trips up to Alaska this year because I have family up there. And I, I've noticed how much none of them rely on their GPS to do anything. They're like, and, and, and some of the family members that I have up there are, uh, I wouldn't call them anxious people but but they want to have the plan they want to know where they got to go they they print out the map quest or something like that whereas i'm just like well i'm just gonna pull it up on my phone and check it that's funny and so kind of you know that generational that's certainly a generational divide that oh yeah and exists. i think that this this particular movie and this the these themes catered towards a younger audience could be maybe not catered towards, but if a younger audience was exposed to this, people who grew up without the idea of not having technology at, you know, yeah, drop of a hat for anything, those fears would probably be even greater. Yeah. Or they might feel like absurdities. It That's might not true even be possible. Yeah. They might just laugh and go, that, that won't happen. <laughs> Come on. That can't happen. Yeah. Very true. You've grown so used to this idea. It's like, uh, but hey, it can happen with anything. You know, we're obviously in the Metro Detroit area and, you know, an hour north of us in Flint, Michigan, people suddenly couldn't even drink water. Yeah. You know, like tap water coming out of the sink is killing people. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that we grew up with 
knowing that uh, Metro Detroit tap water is among the best available in the nation and uh, or even the world probably. And it's it's such a thing you just grow so comfortable and accustomed to. And the thought that it can turn on you is just crazy. Yeah. And now, you know, I would love to show this to like my my younger cousins or something and see yeah. what they would think. And say, what do you think <laughs> of this idea that you're that everything might just turn on you and try to kill you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. All right. Uh, so I think those are our thoughts on the Westworld t- uh, movie. Man, I'm all out of sorts right now. But uh, yeah, I don't know if at some point uh, maybe we'll dig into Future World if we if we want to do a little bit of extracurricular activity or maybe we'll take a look at uh, at least the pilot of Beyond Westworld. I would be curious to see kind of what form those things took, especially seeing as how Future World took uh, pretty much none of the cast and crew along. Um, so it, it would be pretty cool to kind of, uh, build out this idea of Westworld. But for now, the Westworld TV show is going to air October 2nd. Um, and we are excited to check out that premiere and, and sit down and talk about it. So come back on October 3rd, uh, to download our first normal episode of Westworld FM. But in the meantime, you can find us at westworld.fm. Uh, we're, we have westworldfm at gmail.com for feedback, and we are also westworldfm on Twitter. So please check us out. Follow us in those places. We would love to have, create a dialogue where you guys are talking with us and telling us what you think of the show and the things that that uh, stuck out to you and kind of any questions that you have lingering. We want to hear them. We want to talk about them here on our show. Uh, so please let us know. And uh, in the meantime... Uh, the Midwest Film Nerds podcast exists on MidwestFilmNerds.com. Go and check that out if you want to hear us talk about movies. And uh, right now, Preacher is off air, but if you wanted to go back and watch season one of Preacher, uh, somehow if you buy it on iTunes or Amazon, go to GoneToTexas.com, and we will definitely be picking that show back up when season two of Preacher airs. So for now, thank you for joining us for this first episode of Westworld FM. Uh, Nick, thanks for coming on this ride with me. Of course. And uh, we look forward to talking to you guys uh, after the first episode airs. 